It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. So Franco Pozzo in Brunswick and Portugal. If I see one bloke walk out of here, give the pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. They wanted to say this for as long as I can remember. The Bulldogs goes through to a grand final. Can you believe it? Hello and welcome to episode two of the Kennel Cough, everyone's second favourite Bulldogs podcast. Oh. We got ousted, we got jumped last week, I think, oh. by Bob Murphy and co. But um, my name is Neil Felton and I'm joined by Caleb Scanlon. How are you, Caleb? Fantastic. Um, still riding that win on Saturday. Yep. Was, uh, you know. There was one game of football on the weekend. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and boy, was it good. <laughs> Uh, coming up on today's show, we're going to be reviewing the other game that happened on the weekend. It was, I think it was a Sunday game. If mm. only it was still JLT, uh, Dogs played GWS. We're going to be looking at the headlines uh, and some of the injuries that came out of it. And we're going to preview next week. But straight off the bat, we are going to be talking about the magnificent win on Saturday by the AFL Women's Western Bulldogs team. The, the best team at the club at the moment. I mean, it was a great do have game. Any other, do, we have, do we have any other teams mm, at the club? Do I don't we have know. like a basketball affiliation or something like Hopefully, that? Hopefully. <laughs> maybe. I think you can play like social basketball at Witten Oval. Yeah. Um, I mean, a VFL <laughs> team lost in their... Yeah, practice match. Well, that was a practice match. So, yeah. You know, we not it's like the highs and lows of being a Western Bulldogs fan. It actually is. Like, it was like kind of like my entire life summed up into two days. Mm-hmm. And I was like sitting watching the men's game. I was like 24 hours ago. I was like crying with joy. And now I'm cry- just crying. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sadness. <laughs> yeah. It's a kick to Conway. Can Conway mark? Oh, desperate lunch. Siren sounds. And from pioneers to premiers, the daughters of the West are champions in 2018. I think it's in our blood. I can't hold that cup up alone. KB, get up here. Did you get to the game live? No, work. Bruh, right, rough. I, um, but it was weird. There was 7,000 fans there and it was just pouring rain. But I think it was almost suited the dogs because they didn't have Katie Brennan playing for them, whereas Brisbane had Frederick Traub. And, um, you know, obviously it's a lot harder to mark the ball in the wet. Yep. And Traub didn't kick any goals, Frederick Traub. And, you know, the, I think it suited the dogs' small forwards a little bit better. Yeah, true. That mosquito fleet. Yeah. I mean, Manik Conti played so well, obviously, winning yep. best on ground. There was some, like, a lot of people I saw on Twitter were like, oh, Lutkin's robbed again, and, like, she broke two records. But it was like, okay, so she took a lot of marks in the defensive half. Yeah. But she didn't take enough because we still kicked more points. <laughs> and exactly. Goals. So it's kind of like I can understand. Like, generally speaking, you have to have, like, a complete blinder to, yep. like, win best on ground in a losing ground final. The last one I can think of would have been, like, Chris Judd in 2005 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, again, I agree with you. And I don't think – I don't like it. I like it when the winning team gets the best player on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, argue, like, you can argue that they were more influential because their team won yes. as opposed to, like, all right, she did really well, but she didn't, like, drag him over the line. Like, not that – I think we were pretty, like, even in our contribution, but I was, like, if yeah. someone – I said, like – you know, I was sitting there and I thought Manny Conti's going to win. Um, did you did you predict it beforehand? I was pretty surprised, I'd, to be honest. I no, I, I like I think because I was watching it on telly, maybe it was easy for me to see because okay. like where the camera was, sort of thing, and like close ups on. Yeah. Because we have a lot of like short, dark haired players, so it's yeah. like difficult to um, tell sometimes, especially on the women's jumpers where the numbers are smaller. Yeah. Um, I know somebody who has is short sighted. It can be a bit difficult live sometimes, but um, <laughs> yeah, I thought Manny Conti. I was like, of all our players, was probably going to be. The best because I think when she had the ball, it felt like something was going to happen. Yeah. But a lot of the time, because I mean, Brisbane obviously played really well. And so when others of our players kind of had the ball, it was a bit like holding your breath. But when she got it, I was like, yes, yes, like go, go, yeah. go, go. Like it felt like she was going to do something like special, which she did. It's that basketball cliche that they yeah. have that poise <laughs> and they. Um, time and minute space. Contact. And yeah. She comes, she plays for Melbourne. Uh, boomers. Melbourne Boomers, that's it. And 
Uh, she'll like kick off again in a couple of weeks. But yeah, I I thought Emma Carney might have won it. She had a really she had a quiet first quarter and then turned it on in the third, yeah she was second, getting third, tagged fourth. I think pretty heavily yeah the radio. Um, but then she kicked a goal late. I think that Monique kick, Conti kicked one and that put us up six points or seven points. And then uh, <clears throat> and then Emma Carney kicked one. She got. Uh, Katie Ashmore holding the ball about 30 minutes, yeah. 30 metres, pardon me, outside of goal, and then went back and slotted it, and that was huge. Yeah, I, it would have been great as well. That's what made me think Emma Carney might have won it. But okay, true, yeah. I'm over the moon that Conti won it. I think yeah, it's an 18-year-old. Yeah, and I think it's indicative of like how the AFLW is going to progress because you could argue that like two of the standout players of the entire season were like Manik Conti and Chloe Malloy. Yeah, true. And so they've just like come from, it's almost as if having structured pathways and opportunities who, who <laughs> improves your playing ability but um right. yeah so that's pretty exciting and yeah i mean it's good for her as well given that like boomers lost in their grand true, final yeah. series that she can win this one so a good little confidence boost mm. for her and potentially you know attaches her more to football than it does to yeah, basketball yeah. in case she does have to make a decision in the future it will be interesting to see whether that like the sport as a whole whether we as it keeps going, whether there'll be more demands for players and there won't be that... We'll, we'll yeah. start after asking players to choose one over the other. Yeah. I hope it doesn't because I really like the multi-sport athletes. Yeah, like it's Aaron cool. Phillips. Um, Emma Carney. Emma Carney playing cricket as well and Monique Conti. I think uh, track and f- track and field has lost a lot of their um, juniors and yeah. good players to AFL. But, um, yeah, hopefully it goes through. Another player that I was really impressed with... Was Lauren Spark? Yeah, uh, did a really good job the week before against Melbourne, and then backed it up this week against Frederick Traub, as we said yeah, earlier. Again. Didn't kick any goals, so she could have been another one that took out the best on ground. But yeah, could have like given a it to a pool of anyone. Performance, I guess. Yeah, Ellie Blackburn. Even you could have given it to her. I thought yeah. she played well. Oh, for sure, especially as like a captain, kind of like thrust into it. Yeah, at the literal last minute. <laughs> but, oh, a- and the other thing that I want to talk about. I remember because I'm going to forget. The goal, I think it was Kirsten McLeod off the back of her heel. Yeah, what was going on that there? That was a goal. Like when was... you got the re- like mm. we got the replay on the telly. I'm excited. Yeah, I got home in time for like the last three quarters. And um, yeah, it was a goal. And I was like yelling at the TV a lot because I think the goal review is completely overused in the men's, but they don't even get it. I thought, I knew we didn't have goal review during the regular season for women's, but I thought mm. for the grand final. And obviously like the footage was available because we got to see it on telly. So why wouldn't like you'd be able to see it at the ground and like call for a goal review, because I was like, this is typical bulldogs. Exactly. Like if this, if we lose by less than a goal, I was like, this is the most typical bulldogs thing to ever happen. But we didn't. It's almost like, yeah, it I, feels weird to think that we're not actually cursed, and sometimes it's just like bad luck. Well, could you imagine <laughs> if the doggies lost, you would then look at one, you'd look at that backheel goal because yeah. it was it was an obvious goal. Uh, and then you would also look at Katie Brennan not playing. Yeah, huge true. factor in that. Like. I mean, I'm, I'm, I almost think the AFL were happy that Katie, uh, sorry, that the Western Bulldogs got up because yeah. if they didn't, it wouldn't have, would not have reflected well on the. I mean, I think the fact remains that people that argue that the AFL isn't sexist, that's fine. Yeah. But the fact remains that if she was a man and if she was playing in the AFL men's, she wouldn't have been suspended. She would yeah. have got a fine because it's her second. I, yeah, second I don't understand why reprimand. they don't like. Um, Make the fines like the as a. Re- I mean, the pay is so small; it'll be like oh, 20 bucks. Like, but um, like but less than that's a, what the men's less pay, than your Mikey fine. Be. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But as well, like you could, uh, like you could say, oh, we'll, we'll find the club or something like yeah. that. I think um, like even as a club with like less money maybe than others, I think we would have been happy to fork out 100%. for that. I and I really, I loved the Western Bulldogs' stance, even though a lot of people criticised yeah. the way they went about it. I liked the yeah, idea the that. First tribunal mm. I wasn't particularly impressed with but I think if we did what we did in the second one in the first one we could have been a chance potentially but, yeah I mean Katie Brennan said post game that she felt like she was part of it and like that's all I really that's good care about now given the fact that we won yeah you, everyone can relax and it's like oh yeah she exactly. feels like she was part of it that's good enough for me like yeah and I, I just love the Western Bulldogs mentality that if you play for the club then we will do everything in our yeah. power to get you to play like, well, it's I noticed not- as well in like the photo post um, like when they all get on the dais and everything they had a lot of the players who weren't like on field mm. like in this photo as well which i thought yeah. wasn't just that well, it's 21 in women's it was like the other people around them and stuff so i thought that was cool i'm sorry i did we did say before the show we weren't going to talk about katie brennan because yeah, we pretty we much dedicated to, last but... week's episode but <laughs> we've got that out um 
did you catch, you weren't at the game, but there was a streaker that ran on the field. I heard about it. Big like from me. Uh, <laughs> I love it. We were at Icon Park, suburban footy. Um, and it was just like this lull in the game, in the in the proceedings afterwards where nothing was happening. They're all setting up and someone's just gone, stuff it. And the, the, all it's the AFL day. women's... It was a cold day, yeah. <laughs> and all of, the, all of the girls were going crazy for it, as in the players. They were yeah. cheering and hooting and I thought it was awesome. Because, I mean, the women's players don't get fined, mm. um, as we just talked about it, by the MRP. Do streakers <laughs> in the women's get they, the same amount of, like, the same fine as you would if you ran... Onto the turf at, like, say, the MCG, they the shouldn't. men's match. <laughs> they definitely shouldn't. Yeah, you get she, a reprimand. Exactly. You do this again. If she does it again, <laughs> then she can take it to the Human Rights Commission. Yeah, exactly. Um, if I was a male streak, I wouldn't <laughs> get banned. I would just have a fine. Um, last thing we'll leave with the AFL Women's Review. Um, the awards are tonight, and uh, Emma Carney should and hopefully will take home an award. But uh, mm-hmm. there's obviously been a lot of whispers this season that she may go to North Melbourne. She's high on their priority list. Yep. Uh, she has an affiliation with your club, Melbourne Uni. Yep. So do you have any inside word on where she's going? No. I'm not in the uh, the higher-ups at <laughs> Melbourne Uni for <laughs> sure. Um, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, North, hopefully she'll just pull a Dustin Martin and like win yeah. the premiership with the club and not go to North despite all the money that they're offering. But surely, I'm not sure how the um, finances are going to work in like for AFL W3 mm. because there should be an opportunity for us to be competitive to retain her. Correct. Um, because obviously Geelong and North Melbourne are going to need um, marquee players. I can't yeah. think of the word. Marquee players. Like she can't just be like, oh, well, they're going to offer more money like, and Bulldogs' hands are tied. Like, or you're relying on her attachment to the club as yeah. opposed to like a financial Attach- incentive an as well. An attachment of what, like two years really? It's, it's yeah, hard exactly. to buy, like... But yeah. I don't know. I'll oh, be a premiership player, though. Yeah, exactly. And in her um, little like pocket profile last season, she said that her idol growing up was Danny Southern. Okay. So, you know, maybe I don't know if she was a Bulldog supporter growing up, but I hope. I mean, fingers crossed she stays. But like, I'll be upset. But I could understand if she, like if North Melbourne are like here, you get a marquee contract instead yeah. of whatever the Bulldogs are offering. I'm not sure what we're allowed mm. to offer or how much the salary cap increases or anything like that. Like, I'll be upset, but. I mean, I yeah. might do it softly, boo, if she goes <laughs> to North and we play them. Like. Yeah. I mean, and out of all of the um, clubs, the Western Bulldogs, uh, the like in the best seat, if they lose a marquee player, they played the whole season or most of the whole season without Katie Brennan and they've got five Rising Star nominations. So they're yeah. the most balanced of the whole club, the, all the clubs in the league. Yeah, for sure. Like to win the premiership and then still have the most Rising Star nominees Correct. is kind of like, it's okay, cool. <laughs> Not uh, used to all this good news. Let's review the other game that happened on the weekend. Dale, he's having a crack here. Great goal. Sensed an opportunity and he was able to take it. I almost, I tweeted on the Kennel Cough, which, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, but there put up one, Year of the Dog, and I was pretty close to saying, could we go premiership in the men's and the women's? Uh, I'm semi-glad that I didn't jump the gun there because yep. we got flogged on the weekend <laughs> against GWS. We lost by 82 points, um, and as Sam Landers, Landsberger pointed out in one of his tweets, it was our biggest ever loss under Premiership coach Luke Beveridge uh, and the club's equal worst defeat since round 21, 2012. 2012, were we under Rodney E back then? McCartney, I reckon. McCartney. Yeah, it did feel like McCartney era kind yeah, of. Yeah, I heard that a bit. And even the sentiment behind, like, I after the game, I was thinking, oh, you know, at least, like, we were the youngest... We had the youngest uh, list by years played, and um, yeah, we fielded the youngest team. Yeah, but so then that's something. We still got flogged, and I, th- I was like, oh, this is what I used to say when we did when we were coached by Brendan McCartney. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was a disappointing day for the dogs uh, for sure. in the men. I'm in sure the, the girls were flying. Yeah, no, they probably weren't even watching the game. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> or they might have tuned in and been like, nah, yeah, <laughs> giving this up. Could you take any positives from the from the game, or who who stood out for you at the Dogs? Um, I think Gowers did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I think he's really like keen to play well. Given I think I don't think he ever debuted for Carlton, but no, he was on their on list. The list yeah. And then he was yeah delisted. We picked him up for Footscray, and he played really well for Footscray. And then we drafted him up to the senior team, and to give him he must have been working hard because I think he looked like he wanted to be there. Yeah. Tim English looked like he wanted to be there. Correct. Um, yeah. I thought Honeychurch cops a lot of flack, but I think he. 
he was trying really hard. Yeah. And I think especially because GWS were thinking about offering him a contract um, and trying to get him to GWS, but then they pulled out and mm. then Bulldogs were like, all right, we'll give you a one-year extension or whatever it was. Yeah. And so I think he was like, okay, well, this is the club that didn't want me and this is the club that's like said that they'll keep me. Yeah. Um. So there was obviously like some emotional incentive there for Honeychurch to play well. Um. I think Suckling had a pretty good game. Yep. He looked like how... I want him to play. Yeah. I think he would have looked better if the people around him doing like those other jobs yep. kind of lifted a bit. Um, Dullhouse played pretty well. But three, again, two, one. Was Do you reckon like... three votes? I thought I, I was leaning towards Jack McRae for three votes. Yeah. Yep. He got like smashed up as well by one yeah. of the... Like he was that copying after a battering. After he kicked it and they, uh, they got him high, didn't even get the downfield. downfield yeah. Jack McRae is always... Um, cop- like he never gets um, a free kick for that sort of stuff. I don't yeah. know. I've never, I remember since his debut, I remember watching him like in one of his early years and being like, this poor boy. Yeah, He I doesn't agree. have a head or a neck <laughs> or a back. And it's not like it's Toby McLean where it's he's putting himself yeah, in those situations. Yeah, there was situations. a few that he... Like, Toby McLean did not get his usual free kicks. I know. They're onto him. And yeah, like, they it's are. Like they've, it's only taken them three years to work out that yeah. he just ducks his shoulder. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, another one that I thought my two votes... I went to Dullhouse. I thought yep. he did well, and he probably looked like he uh, put in the most effort. And one vote, uh, Tim English in the forward line yep. presented the best for us and looks pretty good. He like, looks good. He's put. He's got some meat on his bones. Yeah. He's had a big preseason. He's been training the house down. Yeah, track. and he doesn't. He, <laughs> you know when you look at a ruckman and they go to kick it and you have that like when they go to drop the ball, you just like hold <laughs> your breath. Max Gorn. <laughs> Yes, you hold your breath for that half second yeah. because you think they might lose the game against Geelong. Yeah. Um, but Tim English looks clean. Like yeah. he, even through contests, he picks up the ball, dished out handballs, kicks it really nicely. Um, yeah, it was I like just, the, yeah, it, it great. yeah, it was that he played as a midfielder growing up, and mm. then he like grew like twelve feet, and oh. they were like, oh well, we have to like it's stupid not to play him as a ruck. And I yeah. think he looks like if that's how much um, muscle he's put on in one. Preseason. Imagine him and like yep. two or three. Get him in three. the gym with Marcus Adams. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, without the injuries that he's sustaining, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's gonna be an. It's gonna be a beast. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, let's jump into the headlines that have been floating around. Yeah, uh, after not, this game, <laughs> not the prettiest headlines for the dogs, but one that was really nice from this morning was that uh, on AFL.com.au, the Bont is still named the best player under twenty-three, and he beat out Cripps in second place and Josh Kelly in third place. I don't think there's any, like, Yeah. while, yeah, he didn't play well on the weekend, um, he still won yeah. us a premiership. If, and yeah, if you bet, look like, at the last, like, three years, he's the most consistent correct, out of yeah. those. And what, like, club champion in a premiership year? Mm-hmm. Some people and then will, backed it up last year as well. Club champion, yeah, two years in a row. Um, Bont is. People are quick to shoot him down and be yeah. like, oh, he had a quiet 2017, but... Quite by his standards. Exactly. If you looked at his stats, like, they were still really good. And he yep. dropped, like, a few rankings... Um, over the off season, like where people, like when they championed Dunn or whatever it is, but yeah. like he's still like the youngest bloke up there. Like he, it was still like okay, players like Dangerfield, Martin, Fife, Parker, like Franklin, mm. who are like a couple of years older and like more established, I yeah. guess. Like he had one quiet game, so it's like kind of unfortunate that this list is coming out post. Yeah. Having a bad game, but hopefully... And I, didn't, I didn't get to check the comments under Facebook, but I could imagine yeah, there'd be some Carlton fans would be yeah, like... Yeah, salty, salty is Carlton overrated. Yeah. GWS is like three supporters being like, this yeah. is BS. All like, three of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing, like, I would put Bontepelli and Cripsic, like, ahead of Kelly anyway, just because they mm. are, like, they can play as key position players, whereas Kelly, because he hasn't, like, got that height... Yeah. Um, is like predominantly like he's a mid, inside mid who can kick a goal as opposed to someone who can play in both lines. Yeah. Um. So that makes sense to me. I mean, it's yeah, and it's unfortunate that Cripps like smashed it yeah, on he, Thursday he night, played really and well. then Bontempelli was really quiet. But I think that makes sense. Like I'm probably one eyed. Like I am one eyed. Uh, the next headline was record five dogs in line for the Rising Star, and that five is Naomi Ferris is the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was too Liddy- good. Too good. Yeah. Birch. We're gonna do this, Conti, Utri. Utri, there you go. Um, do you see any of them winning it, or do you reckon it's Chloe Malloy's got it in the um, bag? I would say Chloe Malloy, but our most likely would be Monique Conti. Correct, yeah. But I feel like I think Chloe Malloy got um, the AFLPA best first year player, first year player, so. which was weird because then uh, Courtney Gum won the MVP. MVP. 
in her first year. So go figure. Yeah. Uh, the other one, this is this is a sad one. Uh, dog of a day for dogs. There it is. GWS destroy <laughs> GWS Giants destroy Western Bulldogs as premiership hangover lingers. Can we put away the premiership hangover? Yeah. That was two years ago now. It's kind of like reminds me of when I like just turned eighteen. And yes. like I'd be like, Oh my god, I'm so tired. <laughs> and it wasn't that I was hungover, I was just weak. Yeah. Um, I was like, <laughs> and and how far we've, you've come now? Yeah, exactly. And now you get up, you have a coffee, you, get on you keep the bend. going. So like, exactly. So it's like, it's not a hangover. Like, and I don't like that whole like oh. premiership hangover idea either. Like, it's just, it's just kind such of a like, simplistic uh, explanation for all these other things that were going yeah, on. Yeah, it's kind of like it's it's not an excuse, but it's more like. It's like, it's just a bad label. It's like, oh, mm. you know, like, ooh, they're hungover. Like, they can't deal with it. Like, it just makes, it's kind of an insult. But at the same time, it's like an excuse. But they're not using it as an exactly. excuse, if you yeah. know what I mean. It's like, it's not, it's not like injuries would be a legitimate excuse. Correct. Whereas the hangover is just like a label that you can put on to kind of make fun of yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. If we play badly this season and we keep getting called a hangover, I'm going to crack it. Yeah. Like, it's how, obviously how not. there's obviously it becomes other, just... Not a hangover. Do you reckon, like is your, your immune system, yeah, your <laughs> yes. immune system got like down over the weekend, and now you've like you've caught the flu from somebody exactly. when you were out. Correct. Like, that's that's what it would be. Like that's not <laughs> you, the kebab that you got. Uh, in yeah, the morning you got food poisoning, food poisoning from something like, or you're allergic. You had something and you're allergic to. I could go on, but it's like <laughs> if you want to talk analogies, but um, it's yeah, I don't know. It was upsetting, but I was like GWS. The other thing is, it is round one. GWS could just be like really, mm. unfortunately, really, really good. Mm. And they if you look at it, like good. if you look, and it hurts, it hurts me to say that. that yeah, they exactly. Look really you know, good. Right? And it's but if you look at it, it's like the team that lot like got to a prelim lost to the eventual premiers like twice in a row now. Because remember the time that we we beat them in a prelim yeah, was, and then was, went on to win. That's pretty fun. Yeah, exactly. And then the team who came tenth. Yeah. So like, if you were going to look at that objectively, like with team yeah. A and team like B, whatever it is, team. Beef Three and Team Ten, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, yeah, true. Um, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's unfortunate. They got dusted, but like, are we surprised? Not really. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. it was one of the better teams in the competition versus one of the ones that came yeah. like in the second half of the ladder, like Correct. easy. So, uh, and then even last year, GWS lost their first game. Um, they got oh yeah, farmed. to Adelaide, and everyone was like, oh GWS. Yeah, uh, Leon Cameron, sack him. Yeah, it's, it's round one hysteria. Um, I. And I, I hope when I'm saying this, I'm optimistic that we're going to look back at this by the bye and we're going to be like, oh my gosh, what happened to the dogs in that first round? Sydney yeah. lost their first five games last year. Six, first six. Six, there you go, bang. Um, and then our, our well, second last headline was similar vein, from respected to disinterested in 24 games, the Western Bulldogs' rapid demise. That was on Fox footy. Uh, and then another one we featured in, uh, Mark Robinson's The Tackle, and he's oh, just yeah. the number one dislike was the Western Bulldogs, um, just really scathing. I don't think uh, I don't think Mark Robinson really likes the Western Bulldogs. He was one of the first ones to say that we weren't going to win the flag in 2016. Uh, oh yeah. So I, I haven't forgotten that. Robbo, <laughs> Robbo, please. No, I don't know. He's a, he's an interesting cat. I take everything he says with a pinch of salt. He's very like um. Uh, I think he really loves the narrative, but mm. he's very select on. How he sees it. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the quotes was, the Bulldogs were insipid and dysfunctional. So, uh, Oh, yeah. That's go. good to me, <laughs> and I like it. Brutal. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. But, I look, I'm, like, upset. Like, I was in a ba- – I forgot what it's like to be in, like – especially mm. after the women have been doing pretty well. Um, forgot what it's like to be so angry after a game. Like, I was stomping around the house on Sunday. I was, like, real cranky, like, yelling at everyone. And I was like, oh, yeah, true, because we got thumped. I was like, why am I in such a bad mood? <laughs> got thumped. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Mondays go for mm-hmm. the rest of the year. Yeah. How I- many, like, people I get into <laughs> fist fights with on the street. But it'll be good. Like, I think, like, yeah, it is. I think GWS are really good. Yeah. It sucks that we lost by so much, especially when I don't like GWS. Mm. But I think, I don't know. I mean, it's nice having all this sort of, like, I mean, it's nice to be... Instead of just middling around and we never get any like media coverage, yeah. at least we get some this way. Yeah, we get to I find know. out about it. But it's not the end of the world. Like we have been in this position many yeah. times. Like I was watching telly um, with Dad, and I like was like, it's so like I'm so used to 
everything being doom and gloom, it's almost comforting. Yeah. Like it was the winning the premiership was like this terrible uncharted territory where I was like everything could fall apart. And now that it has fallen apart, Familiar. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I've oh. been here before. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember home. rocking up to primary school on Monday morning and just getting the shit ripped out of me because yeah. I bagged for the Bulldogs. Like this is normal to me. And yeah. it's like, I've done it. I've done, we've done this before. We can do it again. Yeah. One thing that um, I'm interested to get your thoughts on is it seems like whenever the dogs are struggling, Journalists like Mark Robinson and Caroline Wilson, they always point to the off field and they'll always point yeah. to, you know, the, so in this, the tackle, Mark Robinson's written, um, from afar, it looks like all is not well at the kennel. The list manager went, the recruiting chief quit, the CEO's position has been a revolving door and the president is fighting with Susan Alberti. There's injuries and now this loss. Thoughts? Um, I don't think Robbo works at Witten Oval. Exactly. Number one. And I mean, neither do we. So. <laughs> but like... Uh, I mean, if they want to give us a yeah, job. Exactly. Uh, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I currently fine. have a lot of free time. But uh, it's... it's mm, I don't know. I think we have a really good CEO now in Amit Baines. He yeah. looks like he's... Like he went over... Him and Peter Gordon went over to Adelaide to watch the women play. He took oh, really? his daughter. Yeah, he took That's his daughter. Sick. Awesome. Um, he like tweets a lot. Like I think he's really involved with the club. I knew he was really good at St Kilda. Like mm. I'd heard about him before. And you don't often hear about... People in yeah. those kind of positions. Well, how many? I couldn't name another CEO of a of an AFL club. Maybe there's one called Xavier, and I think he's Essendon's one. Xavier Campbell. That sounds like that rings a bell. I know Jeff Kennett does. Oh, oh he's the president. president. He's president. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you know presidents more than you know. Yeah. Um. See, but yeah, I think he's doing a really good job, and he's just started. And the thing, like, yeah, it was people going around, but it was people that were there before, like people yeah. at the club. It was all these were all internal appointments, and now we've had an external appointment because it's like presumably going to be more permanent yeah um i don't really i don't really want to go too much into like the whole gordon alberti thing because i I feel like they're two clever adults who have a very like intense interest surely that's enough to like stop them from like i don't see either of them like freezing the other one out Mm. or something i mean maybe but like i don't like i just i don't know i have more i have more faith in them yeah. Than that, I think. And I I don't know, the whole like off field thing. There's a lot of off field like every club's gonna have like off field stuff. I think the good thing about the Bulldogs is that they all seem like they're really good friends. Yeah. Um, I think they're all you like, won't hear pretty that, though, in the in bonded. The yeah, I don't yeah. know, they don't talk I don't know, it's like go on Instagram, Mike Robinson, and you can check it out. They're <laughs> getting around it. But it's just that I uh, I think it's as soon as we lose, it's it's I reckon you look back as long as you want and as I reckon I could look back five years, as soon as we lose, there's this big spotlight that's shown on the dogs and it's they look at um, the admin, they look at everything that they can yeah, and they're like, like well, oh, this is what's... It's Tom Boyd's know, contract. It's it's this, it's this, it's yeah, this. Yeah, the customer service think, officer at the yeah, front desk. Like, yeah. she's been putting too much sugar in everyone's coffee and God everyone's all it, Karen. hyped up and they're on a sugar <laughs> crash and everyone's cranky at the office. Like, it's that, like... I don't know. It yep. feels odd. I feel like... If you're talking about the club being mm. like, oh, the CEO, the this, the that, how come the women won a premiership? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like the... they they have the same CEO. Like you, you have like I can see if we break it down to like team selection and like yeah. coaching tactics and things like that. That makes sense because they're separate. Yeah. But if you want to talk about club culture, if you want to talk about the people who work there, then it comes on like they're all, all part of the same club. So how did the women do so well? How come Hannah Scott comes out and she's like, this is you know I love being at this club. Yeah. The culture is fantastic. If it wasn't Jackson Tringove as well said he just loves the culture. Yeah, of the exactly. Club. Um, yeah, I don't. I think, think it's a lot more about. on, like it's on field. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like that's what counts. Yeah, and I think that if there was like a big problem, it would show up in more than just the on field stuff. Because at the Correct. moment, it's just on field. So why don't we concentrate on like what you can change on field instead of being like? But I don't understand like. Oh, it's been a revolving door of CEOs. What are we supposed to do? Get another one? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like exactly. now we've got one. What they should have just stopped and just not had a CEO. That's what. That's yeah, what exactly. Let's just like an anarchist club <laughs> where just like they just do whatever they want. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it maybe maybe it depends what tone of voice. I guess you read that in as well. Like yeah. he could be making excuses for us in a nice way, being like, "Oh, look, it's been hard for them." Like blah blah blah. Mm. But I don't know. I don't feel like off field is a good excuse for what's happened on field when. Like and the women who come in at less like get less support yeah. and things like that have managed. Yeah, uh, to it's do sensational. Okay. And against all adversity, they've smashed it. They didn't yeah. have their captain. They had a week before the grand final that was just like we don't know if our captain's going to play. Yeah, uh, they had 
heaps of injuries and they've come through. So I don't think there's anything to worry about. No. Let's All jump good. into our newest segment this week. Uh, it's Nuffy of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two nominations. One guy is called Steve, uh, posted in the Western Bulldogs forum. And this one got posted on AFO, what, Nuffy's on AFO Nuffy's pages. On... So, like, the big dogs. Yeah, so we know <laughs> Steve. This is a quality Nuff. Uh, he's written embarrassing three memberships free to anyone. Um, we so, don't microwave them. Yeah, we just give them out. Just it's pretty nice. Off you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, he said he's written in the comments. You can find them burning in the center circle, Western Oval. Yes. My God. So we don't we don't microwave them. No, we uh, just burn. We just burn them straight up. <laughs> yeah. Skip the middleman. His third and final comment was. Followed them for 50 years with memberships. What they done today was effing garbage. <laughs> Seen loose by 100 <laughs> points a lot of times, but they always gave it all. So I will comment on a shit performance. Effing too many precious C's walking around. <laughs> totally gutless effing effort. Nice. There's a lot to take in. Probably hey. should have read it before I read it out loud. Yeah, true. <laughs> I think it was... I think, yeah, we don't want to get the explicit tag on the podcast, <laughs> but um, we don't want to alienate any... Uh, I mean, that, that, 12, that 12 to 13-year-old market of our podcast listeners, yep, for they're sure. vital. Yes. <laughs> and I apologise. Um, no, yeah, interesting. Look, I think it's... My favourite part is I've seen them lose by 100 points a lot of times, but they always gave it all. I feel like I've seen them lose by a lot of points a lot of times, but I've been like, man. Yeah. Like, I was talking with my sister watching the game, and we were like... It was different when we had, like, Liam Jones you know, future All-Australian full-back, apparently, at yeah. full forward with, like... Waiting Tut- in the wings, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, Tut and Sherman, because that was different. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. <laughs> yeah, remember Sherman? Yeah, and, um, the Shermanator. And, <laughs> and, like, that was different because it was, like, they didn't give it all. Like, yeah. Liam Jones, turns out he was played completely out of position for I don't know how many years. Yeah. Um, And the other two just, like, weren't quite there, but it's different looking at this team now because you know what they can do. And so, yeah, they didn't give it anything. But I don't, I would argue that maybe Sherman didn't give it his all either. Mm. You know what I mean? It's that sort of... I've, I've seen them play some pretty, like, pathetic games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I 100% agree. This was not the this worst... Is, uh, I mean, this, this is... was a bad game, but, like, it kind of blends into the rest yep. of them that I've seen them play. This is years. the best knee-jerk reaction, I think, from round one I've seen in a long yep. time from Steve. The second nomination... Uh, comes from Alex, and Alex is onto he's onto it here, and he suggested that um, you know he said just watch Bevo's post match. Sounds like he's looking forward to some early draft picks for next year. Cue in the rack. Also, Alex I want to m- make it. mention that this is all in capitals. Yeah, so I should have yelled into the mic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to yell. It's not thoughts. Not, um, I, Alex, he's a clever guy. Yeah, look, I mean, we got it. I mean, we have look. We've lost our recruiting manager and our list manager, right? To mm. rival sides, so we don't have that kind of like digging for gold, like Caleb Daniel, Dullhouse, Johannesson yeah. sort of thing anymore. So Bevo's just gone. Look, we don't have the best like list management team in the game anymore. So we're just going to have to tank from yeah. round one <laughs> by a considerable margin. Yeah, like just completely just tank. Let's we've, stick I mean, we've got some wood in the forward line, yeah. and then we'll lose all season. We'll just lose all the games. Even though we have like the age demographic of our team <laughs> is right for like prime yep. for moving up the ladder, we're going to tank to get some new guys. Even though we have a bunch of undebuted yeah. potential, you know, they could play pretty well. You know, like I saw Ed Richards playing the great game of AFLX, and I thought this guy's going to uh, be pretty good. You know what I mean? Like that's. But we got Lipinski waiting. We have got people like that. But we're gonna tank. No, nah, not some... as good as not as good as the ones we're gonna get in this year's draft, according to Alex. So. Yeah. Well, we need to get um Riley West, son of Scott. Oh, is he eligible this year? Yeah, yeah, and he's come through the academy. Ooh. He's a, he's gonna be a prime, prime recruit. But I don't. Given that he's a father son, I don't know if we yeah, need we, a tank. We don't need a tank for that. Yeah, we can't use it. Well, that's out. That literally, like, we can't use our draft points on like a higher, unless somebody bid. I don't know. Maybe maybe we are. Maybe this is all for Riley West. Yeah. That this is, like, oh, I don't know. That's the uh, that, that's but, how much um I'm how much to, of an influence Scott West has over the club. He he oversees all of it and just says yeah, he's actually you're like going to lose around. against GWS round one if by my eight son points. Goes, yeah, if my son goes to another club, <laughs> I tell you what, you can take me down from the Footscray and little yeah, flag my yeah. face on it because I will not have this. Oh great! Yeah, something tells me we'll get Riley West regardless. Uh, let's put that up on Twitter. We'll have a, we may have a poll. Um. <laughs> you vote for which one you reckon is the enough of the week. 
is it Alex suggesting that we're tanking, or is it Steve who's burning his uh, his membership in this centre circle of Western Oval? Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, the Kennel Cough Pod. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> let's go on to the Zimmerman's report. Gary Zimmerman, for those that don't know. Oh, uh, who doesn't know who Gary Zimmerman is? I don't is? know. I thought maybe like Essendon fans might be listening in. This is true. He's the guy with the big <laughs> moustache who's been there yeah. since the dawn of time. That was like a test. So if you don't know, yeah, he's please a good, stop listening. He's a good guy. Um, I saw him one time in Lawn. And I grabbed my sister and I goes, there's Gary Zimmerman. And he didn't call the cops. Really? So, <laughs> so he man, heard you say there's Gary he, Zimmerman. He kind of like, he's, he was with his family, so I didn't want to interrupt the great man. <laughs> um, and he kind of just like looked up a little bit and he's like, I think it was his daughter, kind of like looked at because I was like, oh my God. Because yeah, it was actually outside a shop which had like a cardboard cut out of Luke Dullhouse in the window. And I was nice. like, oh, boy, Luke Dullhouse. And then I turned around and I was like, Gary Zimmerman, there he is. And yeah, he didn't call the cops. So. <gasps> oh, what a sweetheart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Obvious first injury and the biggest injury, the one that I kind of like keep remembering, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that happened as well. Libba's done his ACL. Yeah, I feel like we kind of avoided that subject for most of this, which was nice. But um, (laughs) yeah, poor Libba, I'm so sad. Oh, and so it's the opposite knee to the one he injured in 2015. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I have no idea. (laughs) I mean. It's better than you're not the damaging same. And already damaged I feel like me. maybe for Libra, like spices things up a bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you not you don't go into this like oh complete deja vu of yeah. like oh my god like my I think it was yeah his right knee the first time. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but the only positive that has come out of this is that he has said that he is going to commit to the Western Bulldogs and uh, he's not going to exercise free agency at the end of the season. He's just going to sign with the Dogs, which yeah. is fantastic. Good um, boy. We were saying off air, the Liberatore name is so Western Bulldogs that it would yeah, be so bizarre. Yeah, can you imagine him playing for someone oh, else? Imagine him playing at GWS. <laughs> it's like nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> the other injury was Hayden Crozier has, I think he did his medial Yeah, he strained his medial ligament. Strained his medial ligament. Out for about a month. Uh, the specimen, Marcus Adams, is allegedly progressing well. So read into that however you want. This yep. is just coming from straight from Zim. <laughs> and Dale Morris is still looking to come back roughly second half of the year. And gosh, wouldn't we love those last two people to play in the defence for us? Oh, so good. And then uh, Eastwood can go forward. So, hey, <laughs> all right. No, I think yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. There's a lot of in- lot of injuries. Round one, like I know. Crozier, Libba, Adams, Morris. Um, oh, Clay Smith apparently reportedly mm. knee soreness. Oh, golly. Which, yeah, which is, like, terrifying. He did three. 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 My goodness. So I feel like any time he's like, oop, and they're like, okay, sit like sit down with some ice for, like, three weeks mm. and just, like, ride this out. So, I mean, that, like, unfortunate for Clay Smith, um, but I think, yeah, keeping him, you know I mean, doing a fourth one would be just devastating. So I think it's best for him. So he's, like, a bit injured as well. Yeah. Boyd well, had, had a gluteal injury, but he played in the VFL on the weekend. Yep. Um, and from all reports, did okay. So... Um, yeah, because Rock Smith coming back from an ACL, correct, Lin yeah. John coming back from an ACL. Hmm. Um, I want to know how, like, we've done a lot of ACLs. Yeah. I well, don't know what it... Do we not do any, like, prehab for the knees? Yeah, sure maybe. Yeah. I reckon there's more ACL injuries in the Bulldogs than there were. Like, you know, they were going on AFL Women's, like, so many ACLs. Yeah. More a- ACLs at the Bulldogs yeah. than in the AFL Women's, I think. But, I mean, it could... I mean, there is that theory that it comes from playing at Eddie Had, but... How come it's not coming from like the Bombers yeah, or St Kilda? Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at the in the Magoos because the dogs played Geelong. the Footscray dogs played Geelong. Mm-hmm. We lost by eighteen points, was it? Yeah. And Bruce Stanley played really well for Geelong, yeah, which he right. always does against the Bulldogs. So I was kind of like, okay, <laughs> like it doesn't matter if you're in the first or the seconds. He always plays. It's like yeah. the it's he like has the Jack like Watts. He, he has a really quiet, us. like really quiet. Yeah, and then they play the Bulldogs, mm. and he plays really well, and then he doesn't... I don't know what it is. But I reckon it's the one where you get the fixture at the start of the year, and he looks for the Western Bulldogs game, like marks it off, and yeah. then everything is just to build just up to like, that yeah, game. He'll just work to it. That's his grand final. <laughs> he's like, if I can set it up... And Has like, Mad Monday afterwards, and then Yeah, exactly. Done. Yeah. yeah, and that's what, yeah, that's why he's quiet for the rest of the year. But um, for some reason, he always really play, he plays really well, so... Four goals. Interesting. I mean, yeah, well, there's that game at... um. Whatever it's called now, Cadinia Park. Yeah, GMHPA Stadium. I yeah. think it is. Well, they're not paying us any money, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say Cadinia Park. But um, uh, and when if GMHPA um, do want to pay us any money, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just get in touch <laughs> with us on our Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> um, 
he well it was the one where Libba and McRae got injured and he like lit it up again for some yeah. like Reese Stanley I, I don't do know I do remember that yep he's yeah it's good but let's let me look get at some... him for the Bulldogs <laughs> yeah. maybe he should be a let's trade target, target for the end of the year yeah uh, so for the dogs I think Ed Richards the guy that you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. so allegedly Ed. looked composed across halfback for the dogs Lin Jong two sausage rolls and Lucas Webbs played very strongly putting his hand up to potentially come back into the t- into the team next round. Yeah, exciting stuff. I think. Oh, and Jack Redpath kicked two goals as well, and I think Big he red, would probably exciting. be yeah. an autumn. Like I would bring him in. I yeah. think because yeah. I mean the only reason I mean he was suspended mm. unjustly because of I. Oh, that was the worst. I heard somebody call um Phil Davis Phil Stagevis or something, <laughs> and I thought that was clever. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, he has a little. Oh, he had a little sook as well on the weekend. Uh, Phil Davis, I saw him, and I was just like, "Go fall over I somewhere else." You what was gimp. It, the incident? It was something really small. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, like I'm doing like." He was opening his mouth like Neve is doing right now. Like he looked like he was like trying to. I was like trying to catch flies or something. Yeah. I was like, "What's going on, champ?" I'm like, just settle down. Uh, another player that kicked two goals was Tory Dixon. Kind of maybe forgotten over the preseason. I don't know whether he'll slot back into the team. Yeah. Um, well, if he kicks goals. Kick, kicking goals in the twos, then why not? Uh, <laughs> Tom Boyd and Josh Shackey, there's been a lot of talk about them. Um, for some reason, the media froths just talking about Shackey. Oh, they love talking about Boyd. Now that Shackey's mm. there, it's like they're salivating at the idea yeah. that when they play twos. I think it's the, the media. This is my conspiracy. The media oh, want yeah. Tom Boyd and Jack Josh Shackey to play in the ones. So that then their news headlines can be Boyd and Shaggy fail to you know to produce, yeah, and then when they go into the twos, they're like, well, why are they paying these guys so much money, and they're not playing in the ones? Yeah, it's just a big, it's a big circle, and everyone's in on it. Yeah, the government's in on it. The yeah, AFL's I reckon. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense to me. I get, I get on board with that. But yeah, I don't know. It's they're young. I think we talked about it last week yeah. that they're young. I don't really mind. Like obviously, I, Tom I, Boyd has been through a lot of stuff recently. Yep. There's no point putting pressure on them. Like, literally what happened. Like, they, I'm sure internally they're being coached to play better because that is their job, mm-hmm. you know, to play better. Um, there's no point putting external pressure on them because, like, what does that actually do? Like, yeah. I, like, you just get stressed out and then you stress out yeah. some more and you, you get you get real stressed yeah. <laughs> is well, what I'm getting at. And it's, I don't think that's good for anybody. Like, you, you want to be enjoying I football. Agree. And if we've learned anything, like, I just think every Western, every, not every Western Bulldog, every AFL player, like, look at Gary Ablett. He looks like he's just playing good footy because he's in a good headspace. Yeah, he looks like, happy. Yeah. If you're playing happy, you're one of the happy, happy football, happy life. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, the Footscray Dogs kick off their season, not next weekend, but the weekend after against Sandringham. Uh, will be interesting. I I don't know whether they probably won't play a practice match this weekend, but I, again, I have no idea because it's yeah. Easter. And yeah, true. They'll be just eating a few chockies. Chocolate flavored protein bars. Yeah, of course. Mm. Uh, let's preview the game this weekend. We're coming up against the West Coast Eagles on Sunday, Arvo. West Coast are coming off a loss. They lost to Sydney on Sunday night. Yeah, lost to Buddy Franklin. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that was that was it. Like Buddy Franklin was the difference. They did oh. look pretty good. Uh, I caught the game and I thought they were in and out of it. Yeah, they kind of like what was uh, like what scares me, I guess, about playing them is that they got themselves right back in it, Mm. but then Sydney were just too good, and obviously, like we are not playing how Sydney's playing at the moment. Yeah. Um. So it's like if they came at us with like how they came at Sydney, are we going to be able to like negate that? But I mean, who knows? Um. One thing that is in our favour, I think. The it's you can't downplay the the role that the the oval would have played there because watching it and when Eagles kicked a goal and there was the big roar of the the crowd I think that was a huge advantage for the Eagles. This is true. We're playing at Etihad, so I think that will play into our favour. Yeah, just saw the um, WA expats that like. Yeah, they yeah. love it. Uh, <laughs> possible ins and outs. Liber and Crozier are obviously the two. Yep. Sort of cemented that have to go out. Yep. Who do you see coming in for those two? Um, well, Caleb Daniel was the travelling emergency mm-hmm. on the weekend, so potentially Caleb Daniel. And he's a really good um, decision maker, which is probably what we lacked. We just look like kind of slow and scared on yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he'd be ready to come back in, especially if he was a travelling emergency. Like it kind of looks like he'd be the next yeah. in. Mitch Wallace probably, True. if you were going to bring in another mid. Um, I would say Redpath, given that he kicked two goals. Yeah. Um, and we didn't really have like, I mean, Tim English did well, but like we didn't really have that other kind of like target up forward. And while Boyd and Shaki are still 
I'm getting used to it, getting used to each other. I feel like he would come in, and he's in the leadership group now as well. If you because yeah. that's what it looked like. We just looked a bit like frightened, yeah. And no one really. I was. So, it's the first time I've ever seen like Eason would not look like in control. Correct. Like even if we're not winning or something, like he looks like he's trying really hard and he's helping people out. But I think he just got. I think everyone just got overwhelmed, and so. I think having another leader in there would be a really good idea. And he's obviously like a much-loved yeah. man at the club. It's, uh, that's what it seems like. It seems like all the players, particularly Shane Biggs, uh, absolutely love Jack Redpath. So ah. maybe that'll be like the the sentimental value. He'll come back in. Yeah, exactly. Lift the Spiritual team. leader, especially yes. with Libba out, who's another kind of like yeah, a true. beating heart <laughs> of the club. I feel like bringing Redpath in, if we're going to get like, oh, suppy and emotional, I think like bringing Redpath in would help. Um, and... I think he'll be keen to play, especially after like being suspended. That was such a softer suspension. It was the the staging one mm. back in what like two rounds out from the end of the season last year. Yeah, and he, tr- he t- challenged it. He and like then- pushed him slightly, and it was and I th- it was because he'd had like two strikes beforehand, yeah. and we had a couple of like I mean, Easton Wood was suspended for the three strikes thing yeah. um, last season as well, so we had a few blokes who copped that. Mm. <laughs> Katie Brennan who copped it. Too. A few blokes and Katie Brennan. Uh, yeah, too the goodest bloke of all, <sighs> and um. Yeah, I don't know. It just makes me, like, resent GWS even more. Yep. I didn't think it was possible, but here we are. And especially Phil Davis. I just don't get his vibe. Mm. Don't really... Don't really. Uh, I think my other thing with GWS, I'm just going to go into this, just because like, oh, we just go. played them, and I'm, like, angry because we got thumped. They None of them live in Western Sydney. Really? Like, not like all... I mean, the ones on the good pay packets wouldn't. Of course the ones who are getting on the AFL. Right in Bondi. You're legit. Like, they've been, like, Bondi, like, North Shore, real nice. With that cost of living allowance that they have. Exactly. And it's just, like, represent... Like, you can tell Phil Davis... I think they that cost of living allowance. I might just, oh, uh, I don't even know. He's probably, like, a Vizier ambassador or something, yeah, whatever exactly. GWS's equivalent of that is. But, City like... Bank, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I was, like... Not a not a fan, and I think he's one of those people as well. Especially when he's like not playing, he wears glasses. That people assume that he's a lot smarter than he is. But if you like <laughs> listen to what he's talking about, he's just talking like he's talking smack. Yeah, I think he's one of those people who can like fake. It's like when I put like I wear contacts a lot of the time, and I put my glasses nah, on, and people are like, on. oh, he's like wow, yeah, mm, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I am like, uh, you know how most people use like they say that people use ten percent of their brain. Yeah, seven. Seven. Eight I when reckon. you've got glasses on? Yeah, eight, maybe eight when I got glasses yeah. on. So it like helps. But look, Phil Davis, stop staging. Well they get you get fined for staging now as well. Yes. Did you see um Maynard from I did see that. Collingwood, which was and it was like he got pushed in the chest and grabbed his face. So I was like Classic. Fair enough. But watch out, Phil Davis, because mm. maybe you'll have to move to Western Sydney if you keep staging because <laughs> they'll keep finding you. Um some of the key players to watch, bringing it back to the preview of this week. <laughs> bringing it back to the <laughs> The key players to watch for the Eagles, uh, Nick Nat was pretty good yeah. on the weekend. He'll be on um, restricted game time, though. Yes. I did read during the week, oh, during the week, yesterday. Yesterday, coming that, back um, from the ACL. So. Yeah, that he'll be on restricted game time, so at least he won't mm. be like at his peak, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, I know. He looked Cross good. He did look really good. And he is one of those, I think he is an excitement player. Like, if he gets up and going, it looks like the Eagles yeah. um, follow the example. I think another player to watch out for is Elliot Yo. He looked pretty mm. damaging, but I don't think it's. I think we've got the we've got the midfield cattle to negate that. It's whether he floats up forward or whether he floats down back. Yeah, he's a pretty good um like kind of half back sort of player. Yeah, and the last one I had in there was Tom Barras. He got towed yeah. up by a Buddy. He had eight goals kicked on him, but they obviously floated it around. Mm. In that last quarter, I thought he I thought he played all right. I um, think last time we played West Coast, we might have put Zane Cordy on him as like a defensive forward. There you go. I remember correctly. I but like I it. could be making that up. Um, McGovern <laughs> is the other one, but um, I didn't think McGovern played that well on no, Sunday night. I think I think we've put oh no maybe we put we put Zane Cordy either on McGovern or. Barras, maybe he went between the two I think as it like a McGovern forward. From memory. Yeah. Um, and then I've written, the last thing I've written for the preview is I think it's a really big game for Tim English. Mm-hmm. He, as we said, we get, got the one vote from our prestigious 3-2-1. Yep. yep. Um, but he was playing, you know, in the forward line. If he goes into the ruck, and this is, oh, obviously, if Big Red comes back, he will probably be up against Nick Nat. Um, and that'll be really interesting to see how he goes. Yeah. And I reckon it, it could be the moment where he steps it up and yeah, true. Yeah, smashes it. Fingers yeah, crossed. and I think, it, like, West Coast are another tall team. Like, mm-hmm. Barras is, like, pretty solid. Obviously, Nick Nat, huge. Um, I'm trying to... Who did else do we just... McGovern, he's tall as well. So I think it's not... Like, we won't be going in too tall. 
mm-hmm. I mean, we'll bring... I guess, like, Redpath adds a bit of height, so it's like, if will he come in? And if he comes in, will somebody else tall go out? I mean, Trengrove didn't have any kicks, but I feel like because mm. Trengrove knew, we probably won't... Yeah, I, 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 feel I, like, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to see... Tre- I'd like to see Trengrove stay in. Yeah, for sure. And I think that West Coast definitely have a less potent forward line. I mean, GWS is, unfortunately, is really good, but also, like, Mark Lacroix. Yeah, old. And they don't have Kennedy. Kennedy's not out until, what, round six or seven. Mm. So Yeah, thank God. Thank goodness. And they've got that uh, a new player, Liam Ryan. So I think it will be a reprieve for Aaron Norton. Um, yeah. Even players like uh, Fletcher Roberts. You know, mm. Maybe Lewis Young is a player that we haven't seen. So I wonder whether he may or may not slot back in. Yeah. I don't think he played in the practice. Yeah. Game. I didn't. That's what I was thinking. I didn't see any stats. No. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like... If you can, if you've got Mark Lacroix instead of Toby Green, yeah, who unfortunately does kick goals, um, oh. it's going to be a bit of like, yeah, you're right, like a reprieve. Yes, uh, and let's finish off the show with our social media watch. Um, you've popped this one in, Bigsy's, and then in quotation marks, son. His son. Yeah, Do if you, you want to see a pic of um, Bigsy <laughs> as a like a, a sprightly young teen, um, he's put a pic up on his Insta that was like his old student card from okay. his high school. And it's just funny. Like, it's just like, oh, this is my son. And I'm like, well, you know, if you had a son that looked like you, that would that would be it. And he's gone for, like, I've just got it up now. Uh, he's gone for, like, the full, the, the guys that used to use, like, half of the tub of gel and just, yep. like, individually spike each yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's a good look. It's a bit like anime. Yeah, big time. It's like, uh, yeah, what do you reckon? 2000, what year is it? Oh, it doesn't say, but he graduated, was, no, born 1991. There you go. And he went to Yarra Valley Grammar. So, yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, you can really find a lot about If you want to know the real ins and outs of each player, just get on social media. And I know way too much stuff about a lot of yeah. players, to be honest. I Like, I feel like I can't rem- – like, half the time, I don't know where I park my car. Like, I can't – because my brain is full of being, like, <laughs> Bigsy's birthday and, like, you know, stuff, like yeah. where did he go to school? Like, stuff like that. Like, I don't need to know this, but if you want to know it, mm. get on um, Get on it. Um, Pretty exciting stuff. Another cool one was today. This is reassuring to me. It was just like a it was a clip off Tori Dixon's Instagram. It was just them all playing like a, a, a casual game of cricket in the change rooms. So all is not doom and gloom at the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, well, I mean, happy, the other thing is, cheerful. I mean, you could look at it from one another's perspective, being that that is doom and gloom. They all want out and they're like, right, mm. Smith, Warner, suspended. Yes. We need to practice. Get in. That just about wraps up our show for this week. Uh, it's been a big show because obviously the AFL women's uh, won the flag and it was round one. Tune in next week. Uh, same time, we're going to be releasing it. But in the meantime, make sure you follow us. Facebook, Twitter, give us a rate. Five stars. Have I missed anything? Um, yeah, five stars only. I think there's, you know, you can only rate things five stars. So. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of anyone asking for an honest rating as well. No. Well, if you want to give us an honest rating, if you think we're no good... Give us actual Give us a feedback. three. Don't give us a one. Yeah, true. Don't bring it down too much. But yeah, flick us through any feedback. Um, don't fact-check any of the stuff we say. Please. But um, yeah, been a pleasure. <laughs> See you next week.